Welcome to the Stella Films Podcast. I'm your host, Stella. I'm really excited because this is the first ever episode. This blog and podcast are all revolving around the amazing art of filmmaking. I love filmmaking because it's another way to express your opinions and what you love, what you hate, different experiences that you have in society. There's a lot of different things and factors that go into making a film and watching a film. So today I just wanted to tell you a little bit about me, who I am as a filmmaker, and where I kind of fall in the whole mist of categories in filmmaking because there are so many different ways to be involved. And I wanted to talk about how this blog and podcast are really going to work so that we can really understand how to navigate the site, how to navigate the other podcast episodes that are coming soon, and such. So, a little bit about me, so you know exactly who I am, because it's always nice to know who's talking to you, just to have. So, I'm a student filmmaker. I've been involved with film for a couple years now. I started when I was 11, and it was not really film, it was more video. I was playing around with our iPad 2 from way back when, and I had the iMovie app. I was just messing around with it, making videos. It was really fun. We just made music videos and documentary things, and it was just a whole a whole lot of fun. So then I started just really understanding how to make the video really speak for itself, and I kind of figured out on my own it's an art. So I really liked that because I liked putting time into it to see what I would get out, and it was really interesting. So after a while of doing videos, and I did it for school, and I did it for my own extracurricular, it was just, you know, another different thing. It was a hobby for me. Then in my freshman year of high school, I found out they had a video and film one course. Sign me up! So I did, and I took it, and it was the most amazing course I've ever taken because it really put two and two together for me. I knew that in my career I really did want to be in video but I didn't know I wanted to be in film. So it just opened my eyes into what I really loved, and it showed me the other world that there is. So now I'm on a mission, really, to keep going, get ready for my career and what I'm going to pick. I am honestly into directing, editing, and screenwriting. Those are my three favorites. I'm hoping to get further in-depth with them, to really learn what they are, learn more about them of how to really be effective and tell a great story using the visual arts and parts of audio because I know video and audio go together hand in hand. If you don't have a good one, the other one looks bad too. So there's a whole lot of things that I wanted to consider and now I'm starting to move forward in my filmmaking adventure. So far, I've written an 82-page screenplay. It's going to be my first feature film that I'm hoping to make in about two years. It's called Scars of a Girl. And I'm just amazed how I was able to do this because I honestly didn't really believe in myself. But once I started to, I realized that I can do this. And this is definitely something I want to do. So now I'm in the process of revising my screenplay, getting it together, and figuring out how I'm going to film it and I think this is really going to be helpful for me as I'm going through and really discovering myself as a filmmaker, who I am, 
how I'm going to get there. It's, it's really amazing. I love film. So in order for me to really get through to everyone I can about how important film is, how much of it that I really love, I really wanted to make this blog and podcast to show you guys as much as possible because I know I've learned so many lessons so far either on my own or through the Video and Film 1 course. All of these things are really clicking together for me, but it took a really long time to kind of figure certain things out because I'm still really learning how to be a good director, how to really edit and make things just look pitch perfect in post-production, and how to effectively write the screenplay, which is really important because it's the backbone of your entire film. So all of these different factors, I know I've learned some things and I'm definitely not finished yet, but I want to share as much as I can of everything I've learned so far with you guys because I think you, if you're really into being a DIY filmmaker like me, it's another world. It's really difficult, but I know that you really need someone to rely on or at least someone to give you the advice that you need because I know my family is not really made up of filmmakers. I don't really know a lot of filmmakers. All I really know is my film teacher. So <laughs> there's not a lot of filmers that I really get to network with or learn things from. So I'm kind of relying on like the internet to teach me different things. But I feel like it's really important that we establish these different filming relationships because especially in the future when we're trying to break into the film industry and get a job and really shine for who you are as a filmmaker and make these amazing projects, it takes a whole lot to really get there. It's a whole goal and I'm really hoping that I'll get there one day. So I hope I'm really helpful for you and that we can do things together. So let's talk about a little bit of the techiness that has to do with filmmaking. It's really important that you have at least some kind of camera, it doesn't have to be fancy or special. Because honestly, I started out with the iPad, I upgraded to an iPod Touch, which I really don't <laughs> see the difference. And then I moved on to a Canon PowerShot, and then my most recent camera is a Canon DSLR. So I'm moving forward a little bit, you know, but step by step I feel like it's still an improvement. So any camera that you have is amazing. So the DSLR, a lot of people don't really like DSLRs with filmmaking. I want to prove them wrong because that's the camera I'm using for my feature. So I'm really trying to say it doesn't really matter what camera you have, even though it's said before. But regardless, when you make a film, everyone's always concerned with, oh, what camera did you use? However, I really don't see really why that matters. As long as it looks good, fine with me. I don't really need to get into the crazy specs and everything. As long as it records, it's good. And also with editing, I've been through so many different editing softwares, it's kind of crazy. So I started off obviously with the app version of iMovie. So that was the one of the older ones. And then I moved on to the online program WeVideo. It's actually really good for starting out because you kind of get to see what a timeline looks like, you get used to it, and there's still different effects that you can use and it's free. But you know, you have a limit with your storage, but it was good enough to kind of show me what I needed to learn, what I needed to do. Then I moved on to 
Camtasia Studio technically isn't an editing software for video, more for presentations. But my dad was using it, so he said, you know what kind of looks like the same with the timeline? Why don't you try it? That has been one of my other backbones, so I've used that a lot. And then I upgraded to Final Cut Pro 10. And of course, I believed strongly that Final Cut 10 was the one that they used in the industry. Boy, was I wrong. Because <laughs> when I went to Video and Film 1 course, of course he's saying, oh no, they, they're not using that anymore. They downgraded. <laughs> so that's wonderful. So I still have to figure out how to use Adobe Premiere because I want to be on top of the industry standards to make sure I will be able to get the good career that I want and get into the film industry properly. So I have another endeavor, but I will be showing you different tips and tricks that I have learned with all of the other editing software. So anything that really pertains to editing, which is more iMovie, maybe some Final Cut Pro because who doesn't like Final Cut Pro? I really feel that it's so organized and wonderful. Everything's there for you. It's just great. And I don't know why I didn't go there sooner. So, but I will definitely do some tutorials on iMovie, Wii Video especially, because that was really helpful. And then just move on to Final Cut Pro. And once I figure out the monstrosity of the differences between <laughs> Premiere and Final Cut, I will definitely do something for you so that you can kind of understand. So... It's been an adventure, as you can probably tell. So now, I'm going to break down basically what the blog is. So this whole blog is in comparison with the podcast. So every single episode links to a post. This episode basically links to the About Me page that's on there, so it's not a post, but it's pretty close. And if you go to the section that's called Collections... You click on that, you're going to get this special page that has all of these different pictures and labels underneath that pertain to different aspects of filmmaking. These are the links that I'm going to use to kind of post the different categories of the filming tips and tricks and posts and things. Everything's going to be there for you. So this all includes screenwriting, editing, directing, cinematography, finance, and film study. Screen editing, editing, directing, pretty self-explanatory, that's what I'm going into. Cinematography, I feel everyone should really be knowledgeable of this because everyone needs to really envision what the movie's going to look like, so it's really important, and especially with film study as well. I like studying films because you kind of get an example of what you're supposed to follow. So if there's any tips and tricks that I learn along the way, from analyzing different films, also looking at the classics, like The Godfather, Gotta Go There, and Citizen Kane. That's huge. If you don't know what that is, you need to know because that's where it all started. Orson Welles was the director of that. He broke all of the rules from the past to make Citizen Kane. No one ever thought to move the camera around or do these crazy dissolved transitions or any of these different things. Composition was important. He did triangular composition. All of these different aspects came from him. So I really feel everyone should at least download the movie because it's really important to have. So please just watch it. I really recommend it. <laughs> but also with finance, very important. 
I've already kind of started to understand the difficulties in financing a low-budget film. Because I am still working on mine, A Scars of a Girl, and I've already been thinking about how am I going to get enough money to get the locations that I need, get the actors that I need, different things like that, and also timeline. So if I want to be in one location, I realize we need insurance. So it's definitely confusing. I had to take many months of trying to figure out what kind I needed, how much it would be, what it would even cover. So that way I know exactly how everything's going to work. There are a lot of good online resources. However, you have to find the right one. Not all of them have the information that you're going to need. They do have a lot, but not one specific source will tell you everything. So that's also saying I can't tell you everything, but I'm going to try to condense everything that I've gathered so far into one area so it's a little bit easier. But it's, it's a lot of research involved, so you have to make sure that you're really going through everything, and if you really have any pressing questions, contact an attorney, make sure you have all of the information that you need from a trusted source, because obviously I'm still, you know, a student filmmaker, so there's still things I have to think about with law. And this whole podcast, this whole blog, everything is about low-budget filmmaking. Low-budget. Keep in mind, I said low because there's a lot of sources that say low-budget, but the minorities, such as student filmmakers, who A, may not have a job, B, are obviously still in school so they don't have a lot of time on them, and C, are just getting educated and they don't really understand everything about money and everything about the whole process of getting a permit and insurance, we're kind of a little forgotten. Not entirely, but a little bit. Because everyone expects, oh, low budget, that's only like a couple thousand dollars. Or even a couple tens of thousand dollars. But if we don't have jobs, or if we have jobs that don't pay a lot, how are we going to even obtain like $1,000? So... There's a lot of aspects we got to think about, but filmmaking, especially in the U.S., is very, you have to have a permit, you have to have a permit, you have to have insurance, you have to make sure everything is covered, but we're forgotten because we don't always have enough funds, so they're kind of stopping us, but we cannot let that happen. So I am trying to find all of the different loopholes in filmmaking to help everybody who's in a similar situation, because I know I'm not by myself. There's so many other ones who are trying to be all DIY, make your own stuff. 30 bucks or less, 50 bucks or less. As long as it's less than a thousand, it pertains hopefully a little bit better to us. So I'm hoping that this minority will shine out and be great filmmakers because I know it's all possible. And we should all be inspired because it's filmmaking is a huge process. It's a huge project that we have to devote so much time to, effort, thinking about how are we really going to tell this story? How are we going to move the emotions of people, but also not look like an amateur? Because when you look like an amateur, people are not going to take you seriously, and I've already experienced that. Because even for myself, I would make something, I think it's great, 
then when I watch it a day later, I think that's really bad. And it's not to be hard on myself, but also I know I could be capable of something better, but I have to learn how. So there's a lot of learning involved. There's a lot of trial and error for sure. But we have to stay persistent. All filmmakers. It doesn't even matter if it's low budget, high budget, whatever. We all have to stay persistent. It's really important to everybody. Because filmmaking is also just seen as one of the arts. It is an art, but it's a special kind of art. It's not just like music. Music is its own little world. But a lot of people underestimate it for whatever reason that they might have. But filmmaking moves people to the point where they're going to want to do something about an issue. Or maybe they want to just think twice about making a certain decision. Or treating a person a certain way. There are so many different things that we all overlook as people. We just need to address it in film in a certain way. So it doesn't even matter what genre it is. Because I feel like drama's everywhere. So even in action films and horror films, you need to have some kind of drama element so that way it seems real. Because there's drama and real life in real situations. So if you're trying to make your own scenario, it has to be pertaining to some kind of drama. The moment you turn on an action movie, it's not just going to be the entire thing is full of explosives and fighting and crazy machines and all these things from the beginning to the end with no stop. There has to be some kind of element where you understand who the characters are. There's your drama. I've noticed this on my own. No one taught me. I've just seen a pattern. Because you apparently, from what I've learned, you can't really make just a drama film and expect to do well. The thing is... You need elements of drama in every single film. So, you technically could make a drama film. But you have to have action. You have to have horror. You have to have all these different aspects of other genres. So to be honest, every film is a combination of every single genre. You're just picking which one you kind of want to let shine for its own amount of time. We're just categorizing based on the majority of what we see. Though I believe, in my own opinion, I think every single film has at least 50% drama. Because then how are we going to relate to the characters? So, there's, it's very, I love film. I just love how it's just so deep. There's so much symbolism, there's so much to understand. Yet, you're literally just sitting in a dark room and staring at a giant screen for like two hours, and that's crazy how it can move you. Just doing that one thing, you're not even really doing anything. You're giving up like two hours of your time to stare at a screen in a dark room, and you're getting something out of it. That is magic for me. That's pure magic. Because I know when I go to see a movie... I feel moved every single time I leave. I haven't seen anything bad yet. I know there's some bad ones, but you know what? It's learning. That's the only answer. It's just learning. So low budget, high budget, no budget. 
we're all filmmakers. We're all storytellers. We are all important in this whole industry, in this whole world of film. Film isn't just foreign, though it can be, but there's just different ways of people expressing different things. It depends. So, if you really want to tell a story, it doesn't even matter what it's about. It can be about literally anything under the sun. Because life is about everything. If you just want to hone in on either one life, one experience, or just one day, you can do it through film, and that is just amazing. So now, I'm hoping that you will keep listening to the podcast to find more information on how you can really effectively do anything in film. I'm really hoping that as I break down every single aspect into either screenwriting, finance, editing, directing, cinematography, studying film as it is, you'll be able to get something out of it. Something that you can use in telling your own stories and learning. Because that's what I've done so far, and I've just loved every second of it. Because I feel like I'm really getting something of how to tell people, honestly, in my opinion, I believe this is wrong. And you can just persuade them, or you can show them this is something that's kind of hidden in the world that you should see. Or, take a step back, think about what if this happened? What would you do in this situation? relate to a character, relate to a person. It's crazy. You can literally make a person from paper. I find that amazing. So I really believe that as I keep breaking things down for you and I show you as much as I've learned so far and as I keep learning, I will keep showing you because it's so valuable in film. Thank you so much for listening to this shortish version of the first episode of the podcast. Thank you so much. And I hope that you will stay tuned. You will read any posts that I have. I have two up right now, all about screenwriting, just getting started, because also that's kind of where I am with my film. I'm trying to see if I can follow the filmmaking process through the blog and through my own film, Scars of a Girl. So obviously, as I finish the screenplay, I have some lessons learned about screenwriting. And then once I start getting into the finance... I will start posting things about finance. And also as I keep learning other things about cinematography and things, as things keep moving, I will show you as much as possible. Thank you so much. And also, please subscribe to the mailing list. There's a pop-up, and it's on the homepage. If you put your email there, then I will send you exclusive tips and free printables that you won't get just from visiting. So if you really want to be a member, be a member. Be a cool person and just press that button, subscribe, and have a good time. Thank you so much, and I hope that you will come listen to the next one.